Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What's up, friend? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today's episode is number 213, and it's coming to you from San Diego, California, in one American plaza, the most beautiful office building in downtown San Diego, and it's coming to you on a 10.30 p.m. on a Friday night. In the background, we have the Facebook social network movie soundtrack blasting, and we are cranking away. And while I would somewhat like to brag that we have been cranking away all day, the fact is, well, (laughs) we've been dicking around all day, and... uh, By we, I mean myself and my marketing protege, and he's cranking on copywriting in the background, and I'm cranking on writing because that's how we do things. We ship every day, we show up every day, we work hard every single freaking day, and we don't mess around. And that is why this is being recorded at a 10.31 p.m. at night. And in front of me, I have my notes from my anti-net and my writings that I have created over the span of the last several days or several weeks. And I'm going to go through them now with you. I'm going to be sharing with you my very early material of the book that I am working on and will be releasing to you. And when I say you, I really mean you, the person listening to this right now. And we'll be giving it to you not only free and available for free, like digitally, which I hope to be able to do and hope to do for the mass majority of people, but hope to also do something even more special for, and that is, well, providing you with something that is to be decided, whether it be a free and signed digital or free and signed uh, physical copy of the book or what, whatever. We'll figure that out later. But without further ado, here's what we're going to jump into. I'm going to tell you about a critical practice that Lumen did every single time, every single day before he sat down to write. And it is something that I rarely, if ever, see mentioned in other books on note-taking and on learning and personal knowledge management. So, Let's jump into it. You see, the one good thing about the internet and about that system and about the system wherein it has an odd structure based on evolving your ideas is that even if you have but little idea of what you intend to create or essentially what you intend to write, the internet also known as the Zettelkasten, it significantly dismantles the alternative note-taking methods, even still. 
And by alternative note-taking methods, I'm referring specifically to things like the categorized note-taking system that Robert Greene and Ryan Holiday use, and many other authors used, I have used in the past, and the alternative, which is digital notes as well. And also there's something called a commonplace book that um, many of history's great figures kept, which is essentially just notebooks of of ideas and things. However, the, the, the better ones and the best ones created notebooks wherein they were each one had a specific category or or a branch or a field, right? All of these systems fall short of what Lumen discovered and what he created before he passed away and right before the internet took off and became the unquestioned predominant source of building and managing your own personal knowledge, your own personal brain. Yet, you see, the true power and the true superpower erupts when you are, when you essentially use the internet specifically for a goal or a book or a project or a sales letter, if you're a copywriter or a research paper or any written work that rewards creative genius. And that is important. You basically need to have a goal in mind, a project in mind that you use as the vehicle, as the source, as the thing in which you, well, decide to actually learn what the anti-net is and build your anti-net. And for me personally, my anti-net, aka Stewie, he truly took off when I finally decided on and committed to a project that, well centers on working on the anti-net and Zettelkasten and accurately communicating what its true magic is. And for me, this journey really began only maybe a, a month, month and a half ago, two months ago, perhaps. And you see, at the time even two months ago, I was exploring and writing a book on mass persuasion and copywriting. And the thing that is essentially what I consider my main craft, which is creating clear and concise pieces of writing that actually inspire people to grow. And Yet I found myself oscillating back and forth because I was truly shocked and amazed by what I had essentially discovered the hard way about what the true power of Nicholas Lumen's Zettelkasten is, his anti-net. And just of the same sort, I also discovered that, well, it wasn't being properly shared or properly communicated anywhere else. And so I cannot emphasize enough, and I'm about to show you 
specific examples of why, but the importance of starting with a clear project in mind, kind of like Lumen did with his 30-year thesis, it cannot be emphasized enough. You see, Lumen, before he even created his second anti-net, created it for the specific purpose and for the specific project in mind of creating a 30-year undertaking that outlined and proved the theory of everything as it applies to sociology sociology and the social sciences, basically how, sci- how society works. And to this day, it is by far the most convincing theory in the social sciences for how society works. Yet, it is vastly overlooked and rarely read and very, 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 very obscure to the average modern popular reader and the, the average crowd. And I'm not going to get into why that is right now. I will at a future point or at least certainly and very clearly and concisely when I publish and release the book that I am working on and writing as it relates to it. But the very fact that Lumen had a 30-year goal and plan and project in mind when he created his Antinet, yet it's something that has been given very little attention And it's certainly never explored by the most popular books out there on note-taking, which also seemingly hold the interpretation by the masses that it is the accurate representation of Zettelkasten. And the author in that does not even explore such a thing. He does not even mention the fact that, well... He mentions it, let's say, as a famous side-splitting tale amongst sociologists that essentially Lumen had the gall and the balls to undertake such a massive task, a 30-year project, a 30-year journey. Now, the one thing Lumen did before he wrote a single word every single day, the one critical point that rarely gets mentioned, at least by the leading authors and books out there that I have decided to not mention and continually blast them, but if you go back into my previous episodes, you can hear me go off. And it centers on something that may seem like a given, but it's definitely not. And it is based on the assumption that before you begin creating the Zettelkasten, that you ought to have a specific piece of work or a project you're working on it for. In other words, it is important and it will truly take off once you actually have a project you're working on it for 
In other words, it's not necessarily something you ought to do with just an idea of a completely ended, I don't know, abstraction, a way of just fumbling around with the idea of what it is and what the Zettelkasten is without actually trying to use it and without actually trying to build a project or a book or something that you are currently actively working on by using it. So what Lumen has said, and I'll read you this quote, is that, quote, I first make a plan of what I am going to write and then take from the note cabinet, basically the anti-net, what I can use, right? So it first starts out with, he makes a plan of what I'm going to write. And then from there, he essentially takes out what he can already use. And that way, when he reads and takes new literature notes and gets new ideas and new thinking, he can add to the very same place in his antinet in which stems of thought have already formed. So he's not creating a category or a section based on the title of a, of a book. He's going back into his Zettelkasten and trying to figure out what is the most similar and related thing to what he is currently working on so that he can branch and create essentially a, a stem of thoughts and a whole new pathway down around a thought or an idea or an area that he has already studied. And Johann, Johannes Schmidt says who, and Schmidt was the leading scholar and leading academic who, well, spent the most time diving into and getting familiar with Lumen's antinet. He said that, quote, at least in the more mature stage of Lumen's theory building since the 1970s, Lumen's antinet did not serve as a pure archive that would develop independent, that would essentially be developed independently of a specific publication project. Rather, as Johannes Schmidt continues, Lumen would essentially create notes and fill his antinet in response to the project that he was working on. So the reason why this is important was because the principle that essentially motion and action create accidents and unforeseeable developments in other areas or other projects or books or things that essentially have stalled and you want to put down and go to another one. And it allows you to do this, and it's important that you do this, even if you don't finish the actual book or finish the actual project, because sometimes we just need to put it in the back burner of our mind. And that is why the Zettelkasten and the Antinet even exists in the first place. It is a tool that not only develops your thought and develops your mind, you're essentially your second mind, at the time that you create the note, because, well, you're writing by hand and you're thinking on paper, which is hands down the best way to get 
your thoughts on paper and develop complex thoughts and also stamp them to your memory. Now, in the long term, and I've discussed this before, your thoughts also evolve because new stems of thought, new branches, new essentially notes are added behind and to and between your previous thoughts. It's not as if when you create your note cards and the sequence, which is has it contains a bunch of fixed IDs with the branched essentially structure, right? Because it is done in such a way with numbers and alphanumeric characters, you can essentially branch it and stem it and add cards between it infinitely. Hell, you could even go back and, you know, branch and create negative numbers if you want to. And I don't want to make you go cross-eyed and get confused right now, so I'm not going to elaborate on that, but that is something you can even do, right? And so, as Lumen was essentially working on a new publication, in the process, he would also document the evolution of his thought process. And as Schmidt writes, quote, over the course of producing those publications, his theory developments that he was developing over essentially 30 years were compounded, and he was able to retain a permanent record, almost like a blockchain would, wherein he would see his previous thoughts and his previous dead ends of thinking or his previous unrealized, well, contradictions. And he would then essentially correct them and evolve them. And so, to wrap it up, the important thing for you to do is not go into exploring the Zettelkasten in the, the true version I'm talking about, which is the anti-net, the analog thinking interconnected network, intergalactic network too. Hell, we're going to be going to uh, Mars pretty soon here. And it's important that you don't go into it. You don't go into the anti-net with just a, hey, I'm just going to play around with it and test it out. No, you have to actually try it out for a project that you are working on. That is when it really starts to show its true power. So that's all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. And well, I'll see you tomorrow, but not first before I always remind you to stay crispy, my friend. Scott Shepard signing off 1048 p.m. Peace. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepard. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools. 
while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.